Hello and welcome. My next guest is Paul Zeliza, the social entrepreneur coach from New Mexico. He has helped thousands of social entrepreneurs and founders achieve their impact and their financial goals. Paul is the host of Awarepreneurs, one of the top 10 global social entrepreneurship podcast. As the former director of social media for Wisdom 2.0, he has a great network that keeps me informed about new trends, investors looking to invest, and merging strategies in the impact space. Paul shares his enthusiasm for connecting people to help make a global impact. You're listening to Impactful Billionaires, the podcast with award-winning social entrepreneur, Nayasha Kwaditsu. Do more, be the impact. A For The Now media production. My interview is just really, um, I always want to talk about it. I like to talk about people's stories. I don't have any set questions. It's just a conversation um, uh, about who you are, you know, what is your drivers? What is your big why? Why do you do what you do? Do you think there's any relationship to the way you were brought up? <laughs> you know what I mean? What influenced you? So, I mean, if you can just start, what are you doing at the moment? What are you focusing on? Sure. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. I so appreciate being here and all your good work. I really appreciate it. So oh, thank, thank you. you. Um, In terms of like, how I got here. Yeah, the backstory is my family are progressive Jews. And there's a it in, in Judaism, there's a saying called tikkun olam. And it's Hebrew for repair of the world. We're working to make the world a better place than you found it. it. And culturally, that is a huge cultural value. Um mm. in the branch of Judaism that I was raised in. So it'd be hard to understand. I'll tell you what I do in a second. And, yeah, and there's some personal things. Yeah. But also there's some cultural and family. I, I don't think you could understand why Paul Zelizer does what he does if yeah. you don't understand the people that I come from. And that's yeah. just a big cultural value to mm-hmm. try to make the world better than you found it. So, mm-hmm. so that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. In terms of what I do and how I got here, there's really two parts. Everything I do is about supporting and growing social entrepreneurship on planet Earth. That's that's what I do. Mm. The nuance of it is there's a couple ways I do it. I'm best known for a podcast that is one of the better known social entrepreneur podcasts mm. on the planet. It's yeah. called Awarepreneurs and just today that we're recording this, um, we published episode 262. So I've been going about five and a half years with the podcast, but I've been working with social entrepreneurs for about 15 years now. Mm -hmm. And if you go back 15 years before that, my first career was in community mental health. Um, So I got to do, you know, work in marginalized communities, I live in New Mexico. I worked in tribal communities and small rural communities of the American Southwest where there were a lot of cultural resources, but 
there wasn't a lot of dollars. There wasn't a lot of money. So we were doing things, trying innovative programs to help kids and families that were, you know, struggling. So that's what I did for 15 years. It was great work, Mm -hmm. but I, you know, burned out being a broke social worker was, um, it got tired (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I got compassion fatigue and I had a child and it just wasn't working for me to keep staying in that career. I was also bumping into some of the institutional challenges and limitations. (laughs) So yeah, after years of that, and then I started the nonprofit, but trying to do the work and fund the work, it was just exhausting. So about 15 Mm -hmm. years ago, I said, there's got to be a better way. There wasn't even a lot of talk, at least in the US at the time of social entrepreneurship back then, people were talking more about conscious capitalism and Mm -hmm. conscious business. Mm -hmm. So that's where I started. And then as I've gone on in the years, the social entrepreneur movement globally has grown a lot, or at least I I found it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would say it's really in the past 10 years and more, especially in the past five years that Mm -hmm. that movement has gotten a lot of traction. And Mm -hmm. um, that's my home. I I do the podcast and with the podcast, we have a membership community of a little over 260 members of social entrepreneurs around the world. We do master classes. We're doing one this week on Thursday on LinkedIn for social entrepreneur, you know, all kinds of really concrete skills, helping social entrepreneurs grow their businesses and their impact. Mm-hmm. And then I also have a much smaller consulting business where I work one-on-one with impact founders, same kind of ideas, you know, okay. who's their ideal client? What's their marketing strategy? What's mm-hmm. their product or service going to be? How do we ensure product market fit? Let's talk about pricing, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. So yeah. the paulzelizer.com is my consulting kind of more one-on-one, mm-hmm. only a limited number of people at a time. And Awarepreneurs is a podcast and a membership community. Every child deserves a loving family, and that is why I founded Banya Fostering, an independent provider in 1996. In the past 24 years, we have grown to become one of the largest agencies in the UK. We thrive to support carers and empower children, providing opportunities for brighter futures. Have you ever thought about supporting a child that needs it most? So far, we've helped more than 7,000 children in our care. Um, it's just so, such it's lovely to be in a community where um, you know you're sort of aligned with you know with your values as well you know and supporting each other because it, as, a, as a new sector fairly new sector it's, there's a lot of challenges which come your way and uh, um, one of the things is to think about how can you um, uh, with you know without support it's very difficult to go get over some um these some of the challenges and how have you found um uh and how have you found the whole journey and how where social entrepreneurship is now today have there been moments you felt oh god i think i'm better off going back <laughs> to mainstream business Absolutely, Nayasha. Yeah, absolutely. 
or especially early on, it was, it was really hard. I, I don't have a business education. I'm trained in community mental health. Um, I'm an innovator and I always have been. And I think like a social entrepreneur, but at the beginning I really struggled. I didn't know how to market. I didn't understand the vocabulary that my peers who had more formal training in business were using. I, I yeah. didn't know how to market. I didn't know how to make a website. I didn't know how to do anything. Yeah. I knew how to help people, yeah. but I didn't, I knew how to listen and care. Yeah. I knew how to do yeah. community organizing, yeah. but I didn't know these very tangible. I didn't know how to do a profit and law. I didn't know how to read a profit and loss. Love- I didn't know any of that. Yeah. And so you- the first, <laughs> first five years were pretty rough. If I'm yeah. honest, it was, yeah. it was a hard yeah. retooling, mm. getting into the world of social on yeah. now, 15 years in, you know, I kind of have a reputation and the podcast mm. people know me. So mm. now it's, it's a really good ride, yeah. but it was a very hard start. Yeah. So what do you think kept you going? What was your motivator? What is your motivator today? What is your big why? My big why is the world is burning, literally. Uh, I live in New Mexico. For those who don't know, a lot of people know where Colorado is. We're the state south of Colorado or yeah. east of Texas or west yeah. of Arizona. Those are the yeah. states that are on our border. Yeah. And um, we literally, in 2022, we've had the biggest fire season the world has ever that our state has ever seen in 100 plus years of keeping records. We are literally burning, right? Yes, yes. And when I look at my child's eyes or my nephew's eyes or a baby in the grocery store's eyes, like I'm not the kind of person who can be like, oh, well, the world is burning. I'll just get some new sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't, you know, I'll yeah. just like keep marketing as usual and yeah. pretend that it's not. I'm, I'm not wired that way. No. So I'm wired to talk about the challenges that we're facing and want to do proactive things about it. Mm -hmm. And when I look at what are some of the most, the the biggest engines on the planet right now in in the modern world, I think business is having an outsized impact. It's probably the biggest engine on the planet. Mm -hmm. And to make a change, I think we have to harness it for good. It's the only thing that has enough horsepower that I think is going to help us um, change the ship in the time that we have. So that's, you know, what keeps me going Mm. is the children and the grandchildren and wanting them to have a world that where they can drink the water and they can go into the mountains and they have trees and they can eat good food. And we're not on that path right now. (laughs) Yes, it's just basic things we're we wanting to protect. It's not even luxury, isn't it? What we, the basic things yeah. we want yeah, to exactly for the next generations to come, and that that is yeah. a big a big motivator. Um, um, and um, as a change maker and a pioneer myself, I really have got a lot of empathy with that drive to try and make an an, an impact. And but sometimes I don't know whether you feel this. I'm always thinking, who do I think I, I am, or I as an individual? What difference can I make? It's, it's a, the world is such a you know such a big such a big thing, and it's to take it on. Right. Um, do you ever feel that like that? That it just 
overwhelmed and understanding other people, they get so overwhelmed to say, there's nothing I can do. So the best thing is to pretend it doesn't exist, whatever the problem is. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That, yeah, I really appreciate you naming that. Yeah. Well, I'm a big believer that one of the most significant things we can do is join, just like nature, like a tree doesn't exist by itself. No. When humans are being healthy, when humans are living in the way that I think we're supposed to live, we're in an ecosystem, we're in a community. Mm. So that's why Warpreneurs has the community. Like, mm. So I can't do all the things by myself or, mm. or earlier today, I'm part of a very robust community of climate change makers called Work on Climate. There's almost 12,000 people. Mm. Um, and we were having some hard conversations in that community earlier. So mm. one of the things that I've learned to do when, when I started, I didn't know where the communities were, mm. but I had learned from my mentors here in New Mexico who are very, very smart community organizers. And I figured out pretty early on, there was just way too much for me as one person to, mm. to do. Mm. So I made it a priority to find those ecosystems that mm -hmm. shared similar values and those and trying to be a good citizen, a good member of those ecosystems mm. and those ecosystems, both, you know, there's people like, I can't do all the things I can only, you know, I'm pretty active in climate. I'm pretty active in diversity, equity, inclusion. If you look at the, uh, UN Sustainable Development Goals. I'm not mm -hmm. that active in water or I'm not that active in yes. um, education, yes. but there are other people in my yes. network who are working on mm. some of those other impact areas. Yes. Yes. And yes. I may not be able to do as much in all of them, mm -hmm. but they can come to me if they have a question about climate because I'm pretty active there. I'm pretty active in, you know, getting resources for people who have impact businesses, even if I don't know that much about what's the best NGO or social enterprise to help girls and young women with education, I know who to ask. And if a social enterprise with that mission needs a lawyer to help them with intellectual property or a web designer, I know who to talk to. So mm -hmm. there's that back and forth. And I stopped trying to feel like I got to do it all myself. And I have yeah. my lane and I got really good in my mm -hmm. lane. Mm -hmm. And then I'm in a community where other people have skill sets that are much further developed than me. Mm -hmm. And I can go to them and say, who do you know who's really good at blank? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's about mindset, isn't it? You have got a mindset that all, all is there in terms of abundance and growth. That I'd, the, the world doesn't start with me and end with me. There's other people there who are more talented, who, who, who have got all this strength um, you can tap into. And it's just such a, such a unique, um, um, uh, whatever. It's such an empowering thing that it's not, the buck doesn't lie with you. There's other people who know better about a different topic. Absolutely. <laughs> There's always other. So it's believing, I was saying it's believing in abundance, that it's all there. Um, someone was telling me recently that a tree, for example, look to nature, a tree never complains that it doesn't have enough branches or enough leaves. <laughs> it's all there. <laughs> as far as it's concerned, it's right? all there. <laughs> and I thought that's really Absolutely. <laughs> so Absolutely. It, it's not going to, where I think we try and 
limit ourselves. Oh, I don't know anything about that. I can't. It's just too much. I can't even start to help because I just get overwhelmed. So it just it's, yeah. a, it's just that kind of um. Uh, yeah, I think it's a mindset thing. It's all in your mind. Some of it, and when you start looking, and for me, it, I, I all think it's quite interesting. Someone tells me about something, and I'm sort of half listening to the story. And I'm thinking, oh, God, how can I, you know, who do I know? How can I help? Sometimes I'm completely blank. I can't think. Two days later, I'll find the solution. I'll say, what did you say? This person I was talking to yesterday, what exactly? And these things are just things that just magic. <laughs> once it's in your Absolutely. radar, once you, you heard somebody's plight or whatever. Honestly, sometimes I just, you know, I'm not really thinking about what the person is telling me. And I'm just thinking, God. How is this relevant to me? How, how can I help somebody? And I just leave that person. I say, oh, how interesting. And I, co I continue about my business. Two days later, two weeks later, someone across, honestly, the direct solution to the person's problem comes to comes forward. And I think, God, this is just magic. <laughs> it's just being open. Absolutely. <laughs> it, it's one of the reasons I love podcasting because I get to meet so many people who are doing, who are so much smarter than I am and, and yeah. know so much more about their impact area. Yes. But many times they've gone very, very deep in that impact area and may not have quite as broad spectrum yeah. of folks. So yeah. sometimes what I can do is just like, Hey, you know, like I'll, I'll give you an example. I've recently, just yesterday, I signed on, I literally signed the paperwork to be a scout in a climate um, focused uh, funding, a startup funding company. Okay. I'm not a climate techie. I don't know that much. I'm not deep into climate tech, mm -hmm. but they asked me because they know I know a lot of people because of the podcast. So, yeah. so there are people who know way more about climate technology and solutions mm -hmm. than I do. I, I, I care about it. I mean, I'm interested in it. I'm excited about it, but I'm definitely not by any stretch of the imagination, the smartest person in climate technology, yeah, I'm yeah. all oftentimes trying to catch up to what's happening there. Mm, but yeah. what I'm able to do is I know a lot, I have a very robust network. Mm. So here's an example of people who have resources and they want to get it in the hands of people who are doing really, really good work in this case yeah. in the climate sector. Yeah. And they know that I talk to a lot of people more than most climate founders talk to a lot of climate founders yes, get their like blinders on and all yes. they do is build yes. a great technology but they're yes. not they mm. don't know who to talk to to get the funding mm. to grow it further yes. and i'm like you've got a great technology are you raising funds let me introduce you to some people if you are and yes. so that's an example of how if we're in an ecosystem, we can each find a role that uses our strengths. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. dyslexic. I'm a people person. Yeah. You wouldn't want to put me in charge of rocket science because, <laughs> or be an accountant, yeah. right? But yeah. I'm a great podcaster and networker. And because of that, I can help mm. people who have impact businesses find the resources they need to scale them. Yes. when they may not have had the time or it's not their natural inclination mm. to be a part of an ecosystem in quite as a robust way that I yeah. do. So that's an yeah. example 
example yeah. from yesterday yeah. of yeah. like how I see that work. Yeah. Yes, it's it's fantastic. It's uh, they call it a social capital, isn't it? About exactly being yes, exactly. and it it is you can have a huge impact on somebody's life by being well connected and having that social capital. It doesn't have to be mon monetary capital. And uh, your time and your, you, you know what I mean? Your time to actually connect somebody who might, you know what I mean? It's it's just so powerful. And opening, you know, opening doors for people who wouldn't have access. They would never, never known <laughs> that this is a possible, this is possible. Um, and just, I, it's, it's just, it's, and some people just got that gift of connecting other people. It's just, they're just gifted. Um, and they, they're not precious about the, little black book <laughs> about who they exactly know. Nice and, yes uh, and also just somebody it. that believes you somebody that yeah. just believes you. you know you have your impact area if you're a social entrepreneur you're excited about whatever the impact area is helping yeah. young people whatever yeah. it is okay. yeah. but you may not know that many people who would be like who understand your work, who yes. will listen, who yes. will care. And like you said, open up your, your book and yes. say, let me introduce you to some you people. And, and just that act, a new, yeah. a new founder or founder of a company that's two or three years old and they're excited and they're just starting to get momentum, yes. but they don't know that many people. Yes. And we talk and I, I say, oh my gosh, you're doing amazing work and thank you. And yeah. I ask them a couple of questions yeah. and, you know, I can yeah. usually ask some informed questions yeah. and then say, might it be helpful if, you know, here's some people I, I might introduce you to if you yeah. were interested, would that be interesting? Yeah. And and just the fact that somebody took them seriously and, yeah. and cared about what they're doing and it's thanked cool. them for it mm. and is willing to introduce yeah. them to people, yeah. Yeah. that can mean all the difference yeah. that can make such a big difference. Yeah. Social Enterprise Success Conference is a non-profit event that celebrates and connects social enterprises with a view to replicating them globally. We offer mentoring and coaching to aspiring change makers and leaders to grow their social enterprise ideas. We create networking opportunities to connect with supporters social and conscious enterprise do more be the impact if you're building the next generation of solar technology good on you thank you for doing that work but we don't all have to be doing that particular kind of work there's a role for all of us for the accountant who mm. can understand triple bottom line accounting for the people person who can build robust networks and, yes. and is really comfortable being in front of a microphone or a camera, yes. that techie who builds the next generation of solar technology, the person who designs curriculum to help women and girls do yes. better in education. There's a role for all of us. And yes. sometimes we celebrate more certain roles and 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 don't celebrate other roles, then I, I don't know. think I nature doesn't do that. The tallest tree and the ground cover are both important. The cover right? they equally is important, yes. It's just uh, we could learn a lot from nature. I'm always saying we learn a lot from nature. It's just uh, there's lots of lessons there. We sure can, yes. Yes, it's just so fantastic, Paul. I can talk to you forever. It's just so refreshing to meet somebody so aligned uh, really wanting to make a difference and uh, wanting to scale 
because the more you help people, uh, other social entrepreneurs, the more impact they make. The, you know what I mean? It's just a, it's just such a win-win situation, isn't it? The impact yeah. and such. It's so rewarding to see someone just fly with their idea, their passion about whatever they want because they want to make a difference. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. The other day, I got an email from somebody, a sweet young man. I would guess late twenties. I've never met him before. As a matter of fact, I didn't even know he existed. And he sent me an email, and he said, "I want you to know the very first podcast I've ever listened to was yours. I'd oh. never listened to podcasts, but Paul, I listened to your podcast, yeah. and that was about two and a half or three years ago. Yeah. And I've been listening regularly." And now I want to pitch you. Now my business is, I have a full-time business. It's an impact business. Mm. And I want to pitch you to be on your show. Oh. And I, I almost started crying. Oh. I, was, I was like, <laughs> like, here's a stranger. I literally didn't even know this person listened. Oh. Right. Oh, so and sweet. here was a way through technology that I've been able to have a, a, a positive impact That's in a young person's body. life yeah. who... Yeah. By listening to the founders that I get to interview, he learned enough, enough. through that and yeah. other, you know, other ways yeah. to create a business that's supporting him really well yeah. to do good work in the world. He was so grateful and I was so touched. Okay. Oh, like that's, that's, so sweet. that's what I get to do when I go to work. Mm. That's what my days are full yeah, of is helping great. people like that. Thank why you. why wouldn't I want to do that for work, right? Who wouldn't want to get emails like that? I don't know. I, uh, it's, uh, it's fantastic, isn't it? It just is fantastic. And um, it's it, it, really, I always say we're all privileged really to do the, the work we do um, and to, to try and make an impact and make a difference in people's lives. And, you know, um, we, you know, that's not we started because of passion, isn't it? Our drivers, um, and it's so rewarding when it's for me. I think if whatever I do helps one person, it's enough. <laughs> it doesn't need to help to help billions of people. <laughs> it's just if you can make somebody's life different or inspire somebody to do like your your this person who contacted you who's been listening for you for the last three years or whatever it is. And uh, it's just fantastic, isn't it? It's just this. Really I, I feel so blessed. I, yeah. I, yeah. Um, the, to help people who want to make the world a better place, both increase their impact and also mm -hmm. their profit so they can live a good quality life, hire mm -hmm. people if they want to, mm -hmm. and just have the resources they need. Mm -hmm. Like, Yes. I, yes. That's that's a huge motivating factor for me. The yeah. more the way I think about it is that you know in a modern economy we spend the majority of our waking hours at work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I love to trail run. I work more than I trail run. I love to garden. Yeah. I work more than I garden. Yeah. I love my friends and my family. Yeah. I work more than I spend time with friends and family. And yeah. I work less, yeah. certainly than most Americans and even most people on planet Earth. I, I, I work like maybe 28, 30 hours a week, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm really blessed. But, but even still, it's still a big part of my waking hours. So mm -hmm. if we go to work, mm -hmm. 
And we're spending the majority of our waking hours doing something that's not aligned with our values and our vision for what the world looks like. The ripple effects of that are profound. Mm -hmm. Like it affects Mm -hmm. our mind, our body, our heart, our spirit, Mm -hmm. absolutely profoundly. And if there's a way I can help somebody create work for themselves or find work that with a company that's values aligned and they feel like they get up, they go to work, however many hours they're going to work that day or that week, it's put in service to the values and the vision they have for the world. Yeah. And then you like, then you go garden, then you go spend time. (laughs) Yes. You're a different person than somebody who went to work and spent their day doing something that is working against the world that they want to see. And then you go pick up your kid from school. You're a different human when that's how you spend your day. Yeah, you're just miserable all the way around, isn't it? When you pick up school, you're too miserable because you're not doing something which is fulfilling you, something which is feeding you and and feeding your soul. And it's just, oh, it's, it's, yeah. For me, it you know it affects your mental health, your well-being, everything. Doing something you're not aligned with. Absolutely. Just the most yes. awful. And Absolutely. there's a lot of people out there who are working nine to five or eight to five, or whatever, the rest of their life in such a soul-destroying jobs. Uh, they don't yep. want to be there, and it's just awful. It's just really it's very it feels like being in a prison. <laughs> so almost. Um, but this is self-imposed or that's how, the, you know, they found themselves in the situation where they've got to do work they don't like. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And Ayasha, like, I, like if you spend the majority of your day doing something, working against, not even like neutral, but a mm. large portion of humanity, if we got really honest with them, mm. if you said, what's your vision of the world? And then you said, what are you doing for work? And if they yeah. felt safe enough to be honest, yes. they would say, actually, the work I'm doing in the world is against the vision I have for the world. Yes. And then we wonder why our so many people are depressed and anxious and why our world looks oh, like it does. So yeah. it's just such a simple thing for me, yeah. but to spend my life to say, what do you, I don't tell people you should have this vision of the world. I say, no. tell me your vision no, of the world. Yes, yes, okay. And some people aren't wired to be entrepreneurs. And then I help them find people who are helping people create careers of impact. They're not founders, but they want to take their marketing skills or their accounting skills or their business skills or their teaching skills and go work in a company that is values aligned. And then I am really passionate about helping people who've created a company or are creating a company that's values aligned and help them grow it or scale it. And when I'm done with work, I'm energized. I'm excited. You know, not every day is perfect, but like, I love what I do. And when I get up in the morning, I feel so grateful Mm -hmm. to go to work and Mm -hmm. say, today I'm working for the vision of the world that I want for myself and all the children on our planet. Let's do this. Yes. Yes. It's just, it's so wonderful. So to any of the um, listeners, you're full of experience and talent and tips and wisdom. Is there any three things if someone is listening saying, God, how can I make an impact? How can I, where do I start to think about how I can make a difference? How can I, 
be aligned with my my values in what I do in my day job or my enterprise or whatever or volunteering. Uh, do you have any top three tips you think you can share? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking the question. Um, I have a free giveaway on my website that people can get that'll walk them through this. But the three things I encourage people to do is to ask three simple questions. Okay. Before, because most people try to figure out what the thing is and how the thing is, and that's where they get stuck. Every child deserves a loving family. And that is why I founded Banya Fostering an independent provider in 1996. In the past 24 years, we have grown to become one of the largest agencies in the UK. We thrive to support carers and empower children, providing opportunities for brighter futures. Have you ever thought about supporting a child that needs it most? So far, we've helped more than 7,000 children in our care. I suggest, I call it go upstream, go to the very headwaters of the river, right where it starts. And the Mm -hmm. very first question is why? Mm -hmm. Start with your why. Mm -hmm. And more specifically, to get very precise, because I'm a very precise individual. When I say why, I mean your core values Mm -hmm. and the impact you want to have in the world. Yeah. So you, you start with why. Don't don't start with how, how am I going to do that, Paul? No, I'm no, like, no, no. that's yeah, a great exactly question, right. but you're yeah. trying to run down the river. Mm-hmm. Start at the top of the, what's your core values mm-hmm. and what's the impact you want to have in the world? Start there. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. Why? Mm-hmm. And there's some examples and all kinds of great stuff in that free giveaway. It's called four questions. Every social entrepreneur needs to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but start with why. The second question is who? So most people, again, want to run into, but but what's the thing? Is it, you know, what organization am I going to work for? What business am I going to start? I'm like, nope, 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 wrong question. Start with why. And then the next question is who? A mentor of mine says, he taught me, when you try to help everybody, you wind up helping nobody. Yeah. Let me say that again. When you try to help everybody, you want to help nobody. Mm. And that was part of what led to my burnout in community mental health. It was just a very general, you know, sometimes I was working with young people and their Mm -hmm. families, Mm -hmm. and then we were doing substance abuse work. And then I was engaging young men as fathers. And then we were doing work to end domestic violence. It was, it was all important work, but it was all over the place. And the, 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 the issues and the populations were, were constantly changing. And it was exhausting because you just have to try to being a generalist can yeah. be really hard, you were right? Yourself thinly. It's way too thin. And it's also mm-hmm. hard to get traction in a mm-hmm. sustainable way in terms yeah. of creating a livelihood. So mm-hmm. for me, when I did the why, and then I thought about the impact I wanted to have in the world, the obvious place that I, a lever I could pull on is social entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. I've been pulling on that lever with all my might for 15 years now, and it's only getting better. Mm-hmm. I don't wake up in the morning and say, well, should I help social entrepreneurs or should I go over here? Like 15 years, it's just mm-hmm. how do I get better and better and better mm-hmm. and better and better at helping social entrepreneurs? Mm-hmm. And how can I do it with more and more both mm-hmm. skill and scale? Yes. Right. Yeah. So that's an example. And again, there's more nuance and there's exercises you can 
get in that document. The document's available at paulzelizer.com for free. You can sign up for it. Mm -hmm. So the first question again is why, and that's your impact Mm -hmm. statement and your core values. Mm -hmm. The second is who do you want to help, right? Mm -hmm. And when you're clear about that, all sorts of things are going to fall by the wayside. Well, this is really cool, but that's not something that needs to be my priority right now because yeah. I'm interested in helping blank population. Mm-hmm. And that's going to then steer you towards certain, the next question that everybody wants to rush to, but oftentimes they it doesn't stick is because then they ask what? What is that job? What is the product? What is the service that you're going to offer that's mm-hmm. going to help those particular people in this particular impact area? Mm-hmm. So again, if you think of the trajectory, you start with why, your core values and the impact you want to have. The next question is who, who's the product, uh, I'm sorry, who's the population or the community that you're really passionate about? For instance, one of the folks I interviewed, a wonderful, wonderful woman named Ivalice Adino. Mm-hmm. And Ivalice has a social enterprise called Radical Health. Mm-hmm. And Ivalice uh, lives in... Um, New York, I believe it's, um, I believe she's in Harlem, Mm. um, but she's an Afro-Caribbean woman. Her mom got cancer Mm. and the medical system really was failing her mom. And they saw it was a, it, it was like the crisis of a lifetime. And it became a window into how the health system in the United States is failing women of color profoundly, just profoundly, right? And Ivalice got really passionate about this is wrong. And she got really passionate about health equity and in particular, marginalized communities and particularly women in marginalized communities. Mm. And then she started Radical Health. So she had her why, Mm. she had her who, and then she got into what is the product or services. And you can go look at, I believe it's radical-health.com is the website. You can go see what she did with that. But notice that's the journey. Start with the why, Mm. then go to the who, and then you create your what. What's the job? What's the product? What's the service that's going to help me help this community that I care passionately about? And when people do it that way, it's sticky, it's powerful, it's compelling, and people tend to move the needle way more than the folks that just immediately try to jump into, you know, the what, and the last question is the how, how do you show up in the marketplace? Where do you send your resume? What podcast do I interview on? That's the last, it's an important question, but that's the very last one. And most people don't do the upstream work. So they waste a lot of time and energy and don't get a lot of results. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. People get stuck with with the how, isn't it? Because they haven't totally. the other the other questions, which are so powerful. I've never thought about it in that way, but it's just such a straightforward and quite powerful way of thinking, and to have a, almost like a clear structure. So, and when 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 you are, you know, facing challenges, you go back to your why. You know what what made you start up in the yes. first place? Because exactly. if you haven't got your why sorted out. It's very difficult to keep motivated, and if if the the client is you know one day a, a, a drug 
whatever addicted person, the next minute is a domestic violence person. You care all about them, but it's all you get distracted, isn't it, with their different needs. They still need help and they still need your support, but you need to almost specialize so you can really focus and learn uh, from those clients by helping more of the same. You just exactly such a good and know. also create a a very sustainable livelihood for yourself. Okay. Like when you're today, I'm helping domestic violence survivor. Tomorrow, I'm helping a young father. Yeah, yeah. Then I'm over here helping yeah, families with yeah. health issues, and that. Yeah. It's so hard. You wind up just chasing small yeah. pools of revenue yes. or grants yeah. that everybody else is chasing. And it's an absolute guarantee you're going to burn out okay. as opposed to like you plant your flag and you get really, really good at yeah. working with a particular community or a particular kind of person. Like over 15 years, yeah. I can take a social entrepreneur and say, here's four questions. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Who? What and how? Mm -hmm. And they'll say, I never thought about it like that. That's mm -hmm. super helpful. 99% yes. of the time. Mm -hmm. And a good percentage of folks will say, can you help me with that? And whether they say that or not, it's it's fine. But enough people mm -hmm. say that, that they either join our membership community or hire me as a consultant, mm -hmm. that I don't have to work very hard. Yeah. Whereas somebody who's out there chasing the same revenue streams or going competing yeah. for the same jobs as everybody yeah. else, yeah. they're going to have a much rougher time sustaining their own work, their yeah. own livelihood. Yes. It's an exhausting way to live. It's, uh, yeah, it's exhausting. Actually, just listening about it, the possibility of, of the number of people you could possibly help. It just so it, it becomes exhausting without even doing anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It totally does. And it's also paralyzing. A lot of people say, I want to help people. I'm like, great. And we have this conversation. They're like, Paul, but I don't want to limit it. Yeah. I'm like, I get it. But yeah. <laughs> like, how much have you done in the past four years? Well, basically nothing. I've been anxious and just yeah, kind of circling yeah. around yeah. in my head and I haven't actually helped anybody <laughs> and I'm barely paying my bills. And yeah. I'm like, All right, keep doing yeah. that if that's yeah. working for you. But yeah. <laughs> that's not fun for me. I like to be able to go to work, yeah. have a big impact yeah. and then go run in my mounds or go yeah. play in my garden or hang yeah. out with the people I love. You have to do what you have to do. Oh, Paul, thank you very much for your time. It's absolutely a pleasure. And I would really love to keep in touch. And I will, uh, is, is um, LinkedIn the best way of contacting you? LinkedIn's the best way to get a hold of me. Oh, yeah. No problem. Thank you very much. And um, yeah, definitely, if you come across anybody you think uh, I can interview and or I can go on their podcast, let me know. Oh, definitely. And thank you so much for having me, Manish. Yeah. I really yeah. appreciate it. Yes. And thank you. Thank you very much for your time. Let's keep in touch. And I might be coming to Mexico, but Mexico, is it the same as New Mexico? No. So Mexico is, uh, no, New Mexico used to be part of Mexico and then the U.S. stole it. That's the short version in the War of 1812. Yes. <laughs> the U.S. stole it from Mexico. So, uh. so, um, no, it's not the same. But where where in Mexico would you maybe going? No idea. I'm meeting a friend who lives in Portland, and we just said I've never been to Mexico, and I think she's never been to Mexico. And so it sounds good. So uh, it sounds awesome. My, 
my girlfriend's family is from Mexico. So if you want suggestions, I'm happy to any anything we can do to help you oh, have a good experience. Lovely. Please let I, me know. I've got no idea. My daughter just come back from Mexico in Guatemala. So I'm going to have some discussion. I'll, I'll say, do you know any of this about this area <laughs> to check it out? Thank you. Anyway, I, I love Mexico. Yeah. But yeah, separate, different country and yes. pretty far away. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Well, bye thanks bye. again for having me, Nayesha. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. All right, take care. Bye-bye.